Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Thomas Mai. And I'm Zancy Weber. The Craving Creativity Podcast is our cry for help. A way to help ourselves as creatives to talk about how we get inspired, how we create, but also how we deal with stress, mental illness, and everything in between. Now, if you're creative, you, like us, have most likely always been seen as the black sheep of your family and always making different choices than what 90% of normal people might do. Uh, Not going for the safe choice, but always living a little on the edge. With the Craving Creativity Podcast, it is our hope to create a safe space where we can talk about being creative. We want to build a community of like minded creators and help each other subscribe email us and be part of the creative journey welcome to craving creativity this is episode 18 the podcast where we talk about being creative and how that fits into the grander scheme of life like paying your bills (laughs) and today we are talking about being creative on command my name is thomas my i'm here with my excellent co-host zane c weber And this is a subject that you wanted to talk about, Zane. Yeah, I've been working as a creative, as a job, for over 20 years now. And that makes me feel very old. (laughs) Um, And yeah, this is something I definitely had to, I struggled with. A lot early on when I was doing very repetitive tasks, but they need everything needed to be different or new or up or refreshed. When I worked for a newspaper and you have a client that runs a similar ad every issue, but they need it to be new and updated and interesting every issue. And you're like, there's only so many things I can do for a boring shoe store in Bundaberg. <laughs> Uh, how do I make it new and fresh and interesting looking uh, every time? So this is what I wanted to talk about is like how do you cope with like writer's block or like mm. when you've got nothing, how do you find inspiration to be creative as a job? Yes. Because you have a deadline, you have to get something done. Yeah. People are waiting on you. Yes. But you've got nothing coming out. The juices have stopped flowing. Uh, you're stuck in a grey cement box in your head. How how do you do it? Like how do you summon creativity? And how do you how did you do it with those shoes uh, shoe ads? Which sounds very exciting from a creative <laughs> point of view. By the way, um, uh, how did I do it with those shoe ads? I would usually. Uh, pick a something else that was happening in the in the newspaper. So if there was like a, a spring gardening issue, I would make the, the that particular ad also flowery or something. Mm. Luckily, that particular client didn't have a very high level of um, critique. Mm-hmm. They're just like, yeah, that looks good. We'll, yeah. we'll do that. And I was like, okay, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> but like when it comes later on in, in my thing where like I'm doing very, I'm working with very specific properties. Yeah. So let's say I'm working, I'm working with a musical Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. There's very high restrictions on what you can and can't do with that yes. property. Yeah. 
but every production wants to be interesting and new and eye-catching and kind of a twist on a classic and like yeah. how, how do you find that? How yeah. do you summon that? Um, and that's something that I come up against a lot with with more in visual design than in podcast production because podcasting you can literally do anything mm. it's just up to your imagination yeah um so th- and that's something i have a lo- an easier time with however i will say my one pet peeve with uh clients who think they're being easygoing and there's just uh, they just say go crazy you know this is what i want just go crazy yeah um i do like something to go off of <laughs> even if it's just a a color or a sound or a vibe, um, something to build upon. Uh, and so that's kind of how I deal with it is I, I look for inspiration elsewhere to then combine it with the project in a synergetic way. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, because you, you deal with creativity in a very different way than I do. You're more of a creative problem solver, a creative kind of interpersonal um, kind of person. So have you ever come up against this kind of creative block? Well, yes, a creative block. How do you get an actor to show up? Yeah. Or now the director is having a fight with an actor, right? <laughs> or um, logistically that location that we're going to need tomorrow, we can't get it. Even though everybody's supposed to meet there, but we can only get it in three days. But in three days, the actor can't be there because has all the prior commitments. Things like that. (laughs) Problems needs to be solved. (laughs) A-S-A-F-P. Because you're turning out fires, right? So in that way, I tell myself there's two ways, but there's always a third way. And it's defining out where's the third way. And if you know before you go in that there is a third answer, to every yeah. problem, because normally you think you're going to do this or that. If you know from a start that there is a third way, you start focusing on that, and suddenly it will appear. Yeah. It sounds weird and crazy, but it's so easy to think everything is yes or no, black and white. But there are variations, right? There and, and there is always a third option, always. And it's not there, but once you find it, it's like, yes, and you can solve a lot of problems. Yeah. So... Uh, keep going until you find that third problem, which is annoying when you're sitting late at night and you have to solve something for tomorrow morning, but yeah. it has to be found out. It might come to you in the dream. It might come in the morning <laughs> shower where you're rushing out the door. Suddenly, I, I got it. I yeah. got it. This is how we're going to do. Yeah, okay. I mean, I came up with this problem. Again, I, I'm going to say earlier on in my working career, because I had always been very good at thinking on my feet and yeah. just kind of like being able to snap something out and... Where as soon as I started to rely on that in a in a working capacity, it was more of a, ah, oh, oh, that's fine. Oh, you want something like this? I can do, and I had nothing. And I was like, well, now what do I do? <laughs> um, my brain has failed me. This, yeah. this work, this this technique that I had when I wasn't doing it for a job, when it was just kind of like, yeah. hey, this would be really interesting, or this would be really fun. This would be a fun project when it just wasn't there. So. A lot of, because I've worked as a, as a graphic designer ma- the majority of the time, um, a lot of the work that you do as a graphic designer is not particularly inspired work. It is taking elements that already exist and combining them. Tedious. To, to make something yeah. that's serviceable rather than inspiring. Yeah. Um, 
And so that sort of work gets you in this mindset of like, well, it's not a creative time today. It's not creative time today. And then when you're given something creative to do, it's uh, you have to kind of make that force that connection in your brain to bring out some creativity. Um, so when when I'm when I'm working in that way now, I will ask for what do you like I will ask questions like what do you want from the what do you want the communication to be what do you want the message to be uh do you have preferences in terms of style is is this meant to be retro is this meant to be futuristic is this meant yeah, to be but, charming but but what if they don't know because most people don't know what they want until they see it and then they exactly see something right. so i don't want that and that's the problem you want limitations because the more limitations you have the more creative you become yes. the problem is you have an open sandbox you can go in any direction yep. and you don't know when you are stepping on someone's toes because you haven't been giving any boundaries and it's so easy to misunderstand a brief especially if there is none yeah and therefore a brief is good to have so you yeah. know what to guide within that um and so that's why you mentioned earlier knock yourself out right go <laughs> okay <Yeah>. but <laughs> and you sit there and you get all your creative juices flowing you get so excited about what you're done you come back and you go nah that's not gonna fly for us yeah this is not gonna sell any shoes it's beautiful but it's not gonna sell any shoes I'm really creatively invested in this yes, it's and a- it's going to sell shoes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i guess now i will do a little bit of creative work in that in that meeting and go like, okay, so if, we, if we're going for charming, I'm going to use a lot of uh, flowers and, and uh, witty witty words and that sort of thing. Mm. If we're going for retro, then, oh, then we're going to have like an old radio and, and that and mm. and kind of give give them a number of, give them some inspiration so that mm. they can give me some limitation. Yeah. Um, and then you can work from that. Mm. Because otherwise, like being creative non-stop for eight hours a day is exhausting. Yes. Um, and so that is, you really need to kind of work with that, that spring within yourself to, to either build a dam so that you can keep it, keep it welled up, which I do. Like my computer is full of folders just called inspiration <laughs> where I'm like, oh, I love that yeah. saving in the inspiration yeah. folder. Yeah. And then if I'm really stuck, I'll just go through the inspiration yeah. folder yeah. and hopefully find something yeah. or the Pinterest page or Instagram page with folders. Pinterest yeah. is really good at yeah. that. Exactly. Um, really good for exactly yeah. that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if you want a Captain America uh, cake styled uh, shoe, yeah. someone on Pinterest has done that. Yes, <laughs> that is true. That is true. So, um, but what happens if you don't have to be creative on command? Because I think in the previous episode, we talked about value mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. money, right? And time versus money. If you're not creative on command, nobody's waiting for you. It's just you. Then there's no deadlines. There's no accountability. And often there's no money involved. So doesn't the two with being creative on command infer that there is a client or somebody's waiting for you? Yeah, I mean, if I'm, for me personally, as a workaholic, if I'm not being creatively satisfied at work, I will give myself a project. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Whether that is a new podcast or uh, just creating a fun story or or creating um, illustration or whatever. Yeah. Um, That's that's kind of my go-to fun time. Yeah. I think, yeah, on demand implies that there is 
demand. Um, so there is kind of a restriction time-wise and that's why preparation, again, I, this is just how I deal with it. It's just kind of like I need I need to inspire you to give me an inspiration. Yeah. Um, because the, otherwise you're just, it's just, it's going to be a no because you don't know what you want, but you, it's very easy to say, say what you don't want. Um, and sometimes that's an easy way for me to inspire myself as well mm. is to kind of look at what other people have done and go like, none of this is what I want. Uh, so I can see what other people have done, how that hasn't worked and then try to find something outside of that already established um, body of work. Mm. So this comes down to, again, working with a musical property like Phantom of the Opera. I'm like, yeah. a mask on a black background, okay, everyone's done that. Yeah. A mask on a red background, that's interesting but gross. Um, how, how do we approach it yeah. in a new way? Yeah. <clears throat> but with this established property, intellectual property, as Phantom of the Opera, people know what they're going to get. So you know you're going to get these songs, you know you're going to get these characters. You know you're going to get this story. It's 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 sure you might put a hat on him, right? <laughs> or you might put high heels, or you might put a fancy dress or skirt or whatever on one of the characters that was not there before. Mm-hmm. But is that is that where the creativity comes in, or? Yeah, I definitely the the creativity for me definitely comes in in finding that one spot. Yeah, that you can add something to the text. Yeah, um, not in not in terms of actually adding words or adding um, iconography. Because that's forbidden, right? Usually it's forbidden. Yeah. But adding an interpretation or yes. a presentation yeah. that is surprising in a way that makes people re-examine how they approach something. I think that that's creativity within those restrictions because... Maybe make it more current. Yeah, Make absolutely. it more, you know... COVID references, politic <laughs> references. Um, I think that is, that's definitely an easy way to approach creativity yeah. is taking mm. input from what's happening right now and what's affecting you right now. And that is, that's a very easy way to do it. And so that is obviously usually what we'll do if there's, if you're on like a easy timeline is just like make some, makes make a, a different approach to yes. a regular text. Um, in an ideal world, you want to make a deep and meaningful addition to to a text, um, and and I can't right now. I can't come up with one for no, the Phantom but, but, of the Opera because if I was doing the Phantom of the Opera, now I cannot remember the story one hundred percent. But I certainly listen to the music a lot, and I've definitely seen it at one time back in the day. But I would. Okay, the opera is current society, and there's yeah. a phantom, and then and, and things are happening, right? And I, I don't know. I would just make it extremely. Um, now, now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that people can relate to what's going on in the world through the play, and suddenly the text can have added a new meaning, a new purpose, yeah. and a new direction, and can become duolingual in its interpretation. Yeah. I, yeah. That's what I would see if I could grant something. I'm, that's if I was, and, and that is that's very much how Shakespeare is 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 taken and reinterpreted and reinterpreted every few years to like okay well these stories are timeless yeah. for these reasons like yeah. if you add guns and and Romeo and Juliet right and, on uh, yeah. yeah on 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 uh, DiCaprio and uh, Clara Danes uh, Absolutely. Luke Songs when we talked about that in the previous episode exactly yeah. so I, I would look into that if if that's allowable I don't know what the what the deal is if with Phantom of the Opera <laughs> and the property and Andrew Lloyd Webber but 
There might be something there. I think we need to wait for for ALW to die before we can approach that. He's very, very tight-fisted around his properties. Well, you've created some something, and you don't <laughs> want somebody to run off with it and do something no, else. Ab- absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, he likes to be involved in his properties is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's usually a production with uh, a very interesting company, which yeah. is what he's company is called, I think. Yeah. ALB. Wow. Okay. That's good. <laughs> ALW. A-L- yes. A-L- yeah, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> but yeah, so that is, that's kind of what I wanted to, is creativity on demand is, and the top three we're going to talk about is like yeah. how I, I call it faking creativity. Yes. Because I feel it's not truly creative unless you've thought it out and it adds meaning mm. rather than taking a meaning from something else and just kind of, surgically implanting it into your project Mm. um but it gets the job done yes and it has no lesser meaning to those who see it it just has lesser meaning to me as a creative um and is that because now going back to these shoe ads because i think the (laughs) shoe ad is just such a perfect metaphor for a creative being stuck in a nine to five and being creative right let's just really milk this shoe ad okay (laughs) because when you go home, you want to feel like you made a difference, right? Yep. And the shoe guy just wants some more shoes, right? Yeah. He or she couldn't care less <laughs> if it's, you said the spring festival or if it's a fire sale or yep. whatever the theme might be. But Make you need a face to, out of shoes. Yes. But you need to have some <laughs> some fun with it, some creative, get your juices flowing, right? Yeah. yeah. And the more creative you get, the less shoes most likely they will sell, <laughs> right? So there's a there's a graph <laughs> in the middle where your creativity meets a certain amount of shoes being sold, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's definitely an ideal point <laughs> and, and no one's going to know where that point is. No. Because <laughs> uh, be, you want the graph is to be as high as creative, but at some point they're going to shoot you down because now that's... The that's, more esoteric the design design is the exactly. less i guess applicable it's going to be to retail but the but the more wow wow fact it'll have for you and for everyone else going wow absolutely yeah, yeah. the more <laughs> the, the more portfolio worthy for me yes exactly <laughs> which is you know every you want everything to be portfolio worthy because you want to be proud of everything uh, that you do. exactly and that's where the shoe ad comes in as maybe not be the pinnacle of your life's work okay <laughs> I don't think I've ever put it in in a portfolio. <laughs> no offense to anyone selling shoes or making shoes. No, no. absolutely not. It's just, Sho- shoes are. I, I just like this because it's 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 so. That's what I think is the essence of what we're trying to do with this podcast. Is yep. like, how do we who are creative fit into that world that can pay us money and still be creative? And that's why the shoe ad is such a good metaphor. Honestly, the shoe ad would have been perfectly fine if we'd stuck with. The, when I was happy with it, when I was like, this is a really interesting ad, but we had committed to basically doing a new ad every different time. So we yeah. need to iterate and be bigger and yeah. more interesting. And yeah. it just is just, it, it I ran pressure. out of inspiration. Yeah. After a while, <laughs> no more inspiration. Like, I get that. I can't, I can't look at a shoe and see anything else other than a shoe this week. <laughs> but yeah, so should, should we move on to our top threes? I think that's a great idea. Sure. So, do you want to start the first one, or should I? I would like you to, I think. Okay, so, this is what I point out when you wrote to me with this idea. You did say three ways to fake creativity. Yep. So, I think I took that fake <laughs> a little more literally. Please. Um, so, the first thing I do if I have to fake something, you know, fake it until you make it, um, is to do research. Yep. Right? Uh, you were mentioning the inspiration folder before, right? <laughs> now, we are fortunate to live in a time where just open... A browser and boom, yep. you can find anything. 
But there was also a time before that where you had to go down to a library and it was open, only open between <laughs> nine and five, right? Mm -hmm. And if you weren't there, you had to borrow a book, you had to return on time and it was a different world. But I think being inspired or being researched or figure out what other people have done who solve a different problem. And I think by finding that, you can see, oh, I like that direction of going. It's not what I want to do, mm. but there's something there, there that I can use. Or I think we talked about that in a previous episode. We talked about great artists don't uh, don't don't uh, don't get inspired. <laughs> they steal, right? Yeah. So I think Picasso said that. Yeah. We, we, we Good artist about. reference, great artist steal. Exactly. I think <laughs> Picasso said that. So there's something there, and I think that. Also because when you steal something or be inspired by something, you can reference it. By referencing it, it gets a higher meaning for those who know, like, ah, I see what you did there. Other people say, that looks good. But there's a, there's a yeah. hidden meaning within there. We talked about Salvatore leaving a, was it banana? What was he leaving? Bacon? Yeah, uh, bacon. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Sorry, I hit you on the spot here. Salvador Dali, yep. he, he leaves something sometime. Was it a piece of bacon? or It was a, it was. It was we talked about yeah. bacon, but I think we're, I'm thinking of something else. Okay, I'll, I'm going to cut this bit out. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm on the spot. I can't think of it. I seem dumb. Sorry, it's gone. <laughs> and that's not allowable here. That's, that's self-inflicted censorship happening right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm gonna, actually going to jump on this with you because this is something that I do as well. Um, this is not necessarily to steal from other places or take inspiration from what other people have done. Very much so it's usually to see what other people have done and see what I don't want to do. Yes. Because that limits exactly. what I can yeah, that's do. That's what I meant. And yep. that's how I come became, become creative. Yeah. And that's what I like about that. You can see what other people have done. And you say, oh, that's one way to solve a thing, a problem yeah. or inspiration. Yeah. I like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that we should do that. And we we are blessed with yeah. with the internet now. The problem is, once you start going down that rabbit hole, you've got to stop at some point, yeah. right? Because A, you've got to <laughs> breathe. And B, you've got to be creative because it's just so easy. So oh, there's a YouTube video over here. And there's a post over there. There's an article about this. And it's good for you, but before you know it, you spend four hours on it, you've done nothing. Absolutely. And honestly, if you go down that rabbit hole, yeah. I find that I have the tendency for the project or the, the brief to morph in my head yeah. um, so far away from what I'm meant to be doing <laughs> that I come back to, I'm like, no, that none of that's going to work at no, all. <laughs> no, no. But you, but you were hitting it, oh, this is great, yeah, great, great. Yeah. And then you come back and you read the brief like, no, that's that's not going to yeah, work. Yeah, I inspired but, myself, but I just but it's not spent work four anymore. hours being not very productive. Yeah, and I was high on that creative <laughs> flow I had, but I didn't make my client happy, and now my boss is not happy either. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll take that as my number three. Um, I'll okay. switch it with my number two. My number two was do something tangentially related. Yeah. For me, when I was doing a lot of visual design. Rather than starting with a visual, if I didn't have anything to, to go on, I would start typographically. I would find a great font and then I'd try mm. to do something just just with letters and and writing and arrangement um, to kind of get the idea across. And then that would I could usually translate that into a more uh, holistic design and, and creativity in and of itself. So while the the text might not be used in the way that it was, it's a much again a much more limited scope of creativity, yeah. um, and something that you can kind of rev, uh, find the vibe and refine a little bit before you uh, come back to the project um, 
as a whole mm. and do something much more, uh, I guess it feels a lot, lot more fleshed out to me as a creative person. Yeah. I've never asked whether anyone else has thought that this design is better than this design because I did something that was totally not related to it before <laughs> I did it. Yeah, but, but that definitely helps the process along with me because you can put, okay, half an hour, I'm going to do... I'm going to do a flyer for this booklet that I mm. that I'm that I'm working on. I have no idea of the style of, so I'm just going to work on this this kind of just text flyer to make it visually yeah. grabbing, so that I can then take that inspiration and apply it to the project itself. Speaking yeah. of that, and, and those who have been following this podcast, is that you came up with the logo for the podcast, the Creating Creativity, yes. yeah. which as soon as I saw it, I just loved it. And if you are listening on Spotify, not on Apple, on Spotify, you will notice that there's a new episode, episode graphics. There's, time, there's, yeah. there's new art for every episode. It's subtle, but it's there. And I love it. And <laughs> it took me a while to, to find out you're actually doing that. And you, nobody asks you to do it. <laughs> you don't have to do it, but you're doing it. And yeah. you're just adding that little piece so that each graphic comes up different for each mm. episode. I love it. I think it's amazing. Again, if you're listening through this pop on, on Apple, you will not see it because they will only take the show, the, the standard show episode, show, but yeah. on, on Spotify and other places, they will go in and show the individual artwork you do for each episode. I love that. That's great. Yeah, thank you. And, and that's, again, yeah. part of just like, I like to, I find creative inspiration. Yeah, no, I love the it. projects that I do day to day. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what was your number two? Well, I, I think I I sort of I started talking so much before that I actually all started talking about the second one, <laughs> and that was copying other people's ideas to be inspired. So yeah. the research net. So I I think I copied those two. But one thing was the research. Another thing is to to steal that. So I've already covered it. I am I'm sorry about that. But that's how I, I did that. <laughs> will never forgive you. <laughs> uh, so those are my ways to to fake creativity. Yeah. Well, I guess my number one is my biggest one, and that is revisiting work I've done before. Yeah. Uh, because, again, you can see the progression, and that yep. gives you an idea of the momentum of either my work as a designer and go, like, this is something I've done before that I haven't really used in a, in a while, whether it's typographically or photo editing or vector design or whatever, and bringing that inspiration to the new project, uh, I think that is that is an easy way to find inspiration that that comes from within you. It's, yeah, and it's not even it's not self plagiarizing because I'm, there's no content that's similar. It's really just a style or a technique that kind of could apply to this new project, and again, give me a little bit of direction to where it needs to go. Um, and even if it fails. Uh, and and the client says no, that's not what we wanted at all. It's going it's going to give me uh, a strong voice to then work against. Okay. Yeah. Got um, it. So so yeah, I think that is that is that's why my filing. Um, I have files from way back when I started working, just so I can I can go back and I can revisit everything that I've done for for years now. And that's so beautiful computers. You just have infinite yeah. storage. Or yeah. in the old days you had these <laughs> filing cabinets with pieces of paper that were printed when it was lost, it was lost. But now we just have yeah, infinite and storage. And, and fall apart. But yeah. yeah, it's amazing that we can do that. My last one is faking it is podcasting. 
what we're doing right now. Okay. I feel that uh, we're, we're doing that right now. <laughs> and I feel, I don't know what I'm going to say before I say it. <laughs> so it's, it's I, I, of course, I do a little bit of research. I have to come up. We, we take turns coming up with the theme. And then we have to come up with those top three. And I spend some time on that, maybe half an hour. But then in that, once we get there, there's a flow that happens when we start talking. And I yeah. don't know what I'm going to say <laughs> next, literally, but it comes out. That's what I like about what we're doing. We're Well, that that is a great way to yeah. get through a block as well, is yeah. ask someone else what they think. Yes. And whether they say something that's inspiring and you yeah. go like, yes, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Or they say something truly redundant and ridiculous and go like, what? No, yeah. I can't. I'll do the opposite of that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Talking with someone is, is is a real way to engage the creative parts of your brain. Exactly. Um, if, if, if you access them, if you access them regularly, I yeah. think that is our connection with other humans is definitely how we, how we are creative. That's what exactly. inspires creativity. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's important. And, um, Many people are doing all these PowerPoint presentations and God, there's so many PowerPoint presentations out there and it's so <laughs> terrible. And there's like many words, many bullet points mm-hmm. per page all come up at the same time. And people, anyway, <laughs> I don't know why I start talking about that right now, but it's just like, let's make up, let's make better PowerPoint <laughs> presentations and make a world a better place and have more fun. That's what I'm saying that because yeah. my God, death by PowerPoint is, <laughs> is not fun. Yeah. The, the tendency to put every single word from a presentation yeah. into a PowerPoint. And then is, just repeat that and say the same that's just up there. Yeah. And why are you even talking? I don't get it. Just give me the PowerPoint. Yes. I'll, I'll go get home. through this in quarter of the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> in five minutes, as opposed to wasting you one hour <laughs> repeating everything you just said up there. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, I think that's the episode. I think that's the episode. That was number 18. Please let me know yes. how you fake creativity, listeners. Yes. <laughs> I would like new techniques, please. Yes. Um, luckily, I'm not in that position a lot anymore. I Now that I am in a position to approach projects at the speed at which I feel capable of, uh, now that I work for myself, creative block is f- far between now. Yeah. Um, and I think that is... That's part of the appeal of gig gig culture is that you get to approach work on your terms. Exactly. Uh, nine to five does force this kind of um, arbitrary limitation on like how you how you're creative. Exactly. Um, and that, because again, going back to your shoe, at first you have to please your manager, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Editorial and the money turning over the newspaper, but you also got to please this shoe guy. Yep. And they have conflicting interests in mind. <laughs> one want to sell an ad, the other one want to sell shoes, and you want to be creative. There's a conflict happening and there. I want people to look at a newspaper and go like, wow. Wow, that, that guy. Shoe ad. <laughs> that, <laughs> get, give me the number of the guy who made that shoe ad right now, okay? <laughs> this guy's going places. <laughs> uh, if only, if only that were the case. Um, but yeah, so let us know. Let us know how you fake creativity yeah. or how you force creativity, because honestly, you can never be too prepared. And yeah. we have a Facebook page now. We so are we we are committed we are to committed. communicating with we have, you exactly. through Facebook. Please find us uh, <laughs> on Craving Creativity on Facebook on the podcast. Yeah, and uh, yeah, send this to a friend who you know is struggling with uh, creative block right now. Whether they're Absolutely. a writer or a musician or a, or a dancer or a teacher. Everyone is creative and it's hard to be creative all the time. So, yeah, send, send this, this episode to them. Absolutely. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Andy.
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.